Welcome back to Chelsea Chat with me, Dan Welch, adding just a little bit of neutrality to this podcast, and Jamie Bunce, long-time uh, Chelsea fan and strong supporter, who who is our guru of all things Chelsea. So just want to say, you know, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on our videos, and hit that bell notification to be notified of any future videos that we do upload. We hope that you enjoy this one. Right, as I just said, let's get started. So, Jamie, few things to discuss. Want to touch on the uh, the game we just had yesterday, uh, Sheffield United and Chelsea, which is you know something I'm really looking forward to talking with you about. But first of all, let's touch on the Wrens game. Um, another good performance, uh, I think, and uh, a good result, and another clean sheet for Eduardo Mendy. What were your thoughts? Yeah, we looked really uh, really good in that game. I think um, it was probably a result we would have expected. Um, you know, they're, they're not the strongest of opposition. Um, they, I mean, they, they, they didn't pay badly, but we, we just kind of dominated, especially the first half and maybe the first 15 minutes of the second half. Um, after that, I think, you know, Frank started to bring on some of the, the more fringe players and giving them a bit of time in their legs, giving them a bit of a run out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it slowed down a little bit there where, you know, they were trying to get rid of some of that rustiness. Um, but no, overall, fantastic performance. Good to see. Um, good to see some some more goals as well. Not just getting the clean sheet, but yeah. putting away some of those chances. Yeah. Um, I think it was a bit of a shock uh, for me anyway that um, Havertz wasn't playing until I realised why. Um, so it turns out that uh, Havertz has, has caught COVID. Um, so he he obviously couldn't play. Um, yeah. But. Looking, looking around that, I think uh, the team and the way he laid it out looked pretty good. Um, Kante playing in in the number eight position was a bit of a surprise. I thought it was going to do a he was going to play a four two three one off the back of Havertz not being available, but uh, he no pushed uh, Kante forward instead and so, had Georgina. So what about, um, what about uh, so Tammy Abraham and Timo Werner scored in this game, and and as they did in the Sheffield United game. Um, is this causing a little bit of a, a selection problem for Lampard? I, I see some things in the news where he's not quite playing Werner in his preferred position, even though Werner's, he's getting great stuff out of Werner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of, those two who are doing so great, arguably maybe working together or just scoring s- separately, I'm not really sure what your thoughts on that are, but is that causing a bit of a selection kind of problem, a nice problem to have? Yeah, I think if you looked at it at the beginning of the season, you know, you would have said that the, the kind of formation would have been a 4 3 3 with Pulisic on one side, um, Ziyech on the other, Werner up front. Um, but I think the way that Abraham is playing, I think, yeah, you could say he is he is causing a bit of a headache. Um, obviously, it's it's come through necessity from Pulisic getting injured. Yeah. Uh, but Abraham seems to be taking his chances. And from yeah. what, what I've been watching him play, he seems to have adapted his game a little bit and almost I, I'm wondering if he spent a bit of time on the training ground with Giroud because he seems to be dropping deeper and mm. helping up with that build-up play a bit more, yeah. um, which is exactly what, you know, Giroud's strengths are. And yeah. if Abraham's going to be able to do that, as well as the fact that, you know, he's he's fairly big, you know, he can get behind as well. He's, he's got a bit of pace. So yeah. uh, he's adapting his game and he's looking like he really is up for the fight to, to try and get that position. So, um, yeah, it, it really is giving him a headache. I think, you know, once Pulisic is fit again, then Lampard's really got some decisions to make. But yeah. I would say that this season more than any, you know, people are having to to rotate their teams a lot more and yeah. rest players, especially with the way, you know, Champions League has been every single week. 
Yeah. So I think players getting tired. It's it's perfect for us really that we've got more options now to have uh, to have Abraham come in if we wanted to give uh, Timo a rest. Which you know Timo's not had a rest since he's, no, he's he hasn't, come no, in. No, he was uh, was it that game? I think he was going to get rested and then. Yeah, it was. Habits, yeah, last yeah. weekend he was he was meant to get a rest, and then Pulisic got injured during the warm up. Um, so Werner came in to play left wing. So, yeah, I, I think eventually he could get a rest once Pulisic is back. But um, I, I think it's obviously a danger, right? You want to rest them as well, but also they're on a scoring run. Five games before after the Sheffield game now, um, mm. but if any player is adaptable, um, I think, uh, or willing to adapt, I think Werner absolutely is. And, you know, it's not that he's not playing well, you know? Um, so uh, I think it's a nice headache to have, but I think um, yeah. they'll all be willing to kind of make it work. And actually, Tabby Abraham starts to become a bit more like the Giroud. That doesn't clash in my eyes with a, a player of Timo Werner's kind of capabilities. So I think potentially they could kind of mold into a, a bit of a nice strike force there. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to uh, kind of what I'm excited to talk about is the Sheffield United uh, game. So, well, so Chelsea could have scored in the sixth minute, right? So I, I don't want to say it was a slow start, but um, a little bit kind of, I guess maybe needed to wake up a few players at the start and then we're given that kind of shock of, of Sheffield United scoring. So, you know, forgetting about how Sheffield played for the rest of the game and, and how Chelsea picked themselves up. In your view, why, why did that happen? Why did that goal go in? And, and kind of what were Chelsea lacking in those, those first few minutes? Yeah, I think it. I, I don't know if it was necessarily a slow start from Chelsea yeah. more than a, a really strong start from Sheffield. I think yeah. you know, considering the results last season, where you know at Stamford Bridge it was two-two away at Bramall Lane, they absolutely spanked us three-nil. I think they probably had a bit of confidence going into that game, thinking, you know, we we know how to beat this team. We've done it before. We've done it well. We've done it convincingly. Um, so let's go for it. Let's go at them. And that's what happened in that um, yeah. in that three nil game at Bramwell Lane. You know, they they came out strong and fast, um, and we were still waking up at that point. And they put three before past us before we even blinked. So I think, yeah, yeah, you know, they 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 probably thought, you know, what, let's go and do that again. Let's yeah. go and get some goals early doors and um, and put it to bed early yeah. um luckily we're a bit stronger this year uh we've got some more kind of uh secure heads at the back who can yeah. you know secure things up as i said yeah. um you know tio silva has been playing fantastic he's up for uh player of the month this month he's which, which is just testament to how well he's done coming into a new league at his age um and i think yeah, yeah the, the, the 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 goal was disappointing because it came from a corner again yeah um but it was it was a well worked corner, you know. Yeah. They put it out to the edge of the box, one yeah. pass, two pass, and then it would be McGoldrick who seems to only score against Chelsea. Um, <laughs> I think the, he scored four Premier League goals in his career, and three of them have come against Chelsea. So <laughs> that kind of says it all, really. He just loves to score against us. So, so um, yeah, I think Mendy's first goal conceded in about three hundred seventy five minutes. I think it was. If I'm not incorrect. Yeah, that's his so, first Premier League goal conceded. Uh, the only other goal he conceded for Chelsea was uh, the Carabao Cup um, against Spurs. Uh, Lamella scored. And and look, mate, that's we were talking about this at the start of the season. That's the difference it makes, right? Yeah, I know the, the team seems to be gelling together, but but that kind of rock at the back. He he had a little bit of a shake where he spilled the ball uh, later on in the game, but then he quickly jumped on it. And to be honest with you fine you know maybe it plays in a different position but things happen right and i think he's looking really solid there so really really nice to see that so i'm going to make a bit of a, a very poor link 
So Ziyech, um came from Ajax. Dutch is a bit like German. So they say their S is like a Z. So I'm going to call it the Zupa Ziyech show this game. <laughs> very, very poor link. Uh, you can take that one if you want to. Um, but, but yeah, I just think absolutely incredible play. Uh, just really wants to get on the ball. It just, I think he's, to me, he's like passionate about the passes he makes and he wants to get those assists. Whereas, you know, often players love to get a goal. But I remember at the, at the end of the game, he chipped it to uh, Werner and Werner did the chip and it looked like going out. I just remember this at the camera going back to Ziyech and he, he just looked so disappointed because he was so happy yeah. with the pass. He just wanted it to become a goal. Um, absolutely incredible play from him. Just zipping the ball around. Uh, give, me, give me some of your thoughts. He was unplayable yesterday I think you know yeah. he was absolutely outstanding I, I said this at the beginning of the season that you know looking at all of the signings we've brought in and all the money we'd spent everyone was looking at Werner everyone was looking at Havertz no one was paying too much attention to yeah. the fact that we have Ziyech I think probably mainly because we'd signed him back in February and yeah. obviously he, he can go through until the summer and then you know yeah, COVID yeah. came in and everything kicked off so I think everyone was kind of sleeping on Ziyech a little bit but you just knew that he was kind of tailor-made to come into this team and do what we needed, which was when you've got teams that are playing the low block and just sitting back and defending against us, you need someone who's got that pass in them to to break a team down and just to break the lines and get through. And we haven't had that for years. You know, Willian should have been that player, but, you know, most of his deliveries were always never yeah, beating the first man. Yeah. He slowed things down a lot. Yeah. Whereas Ziyech, he just, as soon as he gets the ball, he wants to play the pass, the, and the Perlo, the Fabgas pass. Williams is too focused on scoring goals, I think. Whereas, yeah. I think it's an important part of anyone's game. But like I said at the start, Ziyech, he's, he's really keen to make those passes. And as Lampard said at the end of the game, he's giving, he's having a great impact on the whole team, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. So Yeah, and I think the, one of the keys is the fact that he's a right winger who's left-footed, which is kind of what we've needed where Willian is right-footed playing on the right wing. So he has to take it down the line and, and cross it in. But Ziyech can cut it back and, and whip a ball in with that wand of a left foot he's got yeah. and just make things happen. And he, it's, it's almost like having a, a Fabregas or a Perlo on the wing yeah. Yeah. Uh, because that, that passing range he's got. And even sometimes, you know, he can shoot from there. And, and I've seen some goals he scored for Ajax where he's just bent it in from that kind of range and just top bins. Yeah. He's got a fantastic left foot and I think that's going to be such a, a benefit for us for this season. And it's, it's worrying for players like Hudson-Odoi because, you know, when Pulisic is on form, when Ziyech is playing like this, where's Hudson-Odoi getting into the team? He's only going to come in for, you know, cup games or some of these uh, small Champions League group yeah. games. So he's got to really start working very hard in the, uh, in the training ground to try and yeah. get a into this team yeah you're right you're absolutely right but you know that is obviously a problem and obviously we like to see British coming through but if you look at um, uh, Tammy Abraham he's seen that you have to up your game you have to do use these opportunities to up your game and kind of get better yeah. um, so again staying on Zich, um zipped it in from the corner big old boy 36 year old um, <laughs> kind of seems to have better agility than I do uh, at 28 um, gets his head on the go- gets head on it and, and kind of scores a goal. I think um, you, know, you know Thiago Silva. He just looks like he's enjoying the game. As you said earlier, you know with Mendy providing that kind of security at the back. Um, kind of thoughts on on Thiago Silva. Yeah, as I said, I mean you know up for player of the the month, so you yeah. can see how well he's done. I think I saw it mainly in the um, 
firstly, like in the Sevilla game, the the benefit he has, not just his ability on the ball or defending, but that leadership and communication that we've been talking about ever since we've started this podcast is what we've been needing at the back. Yeah, And yeah. he is just coming and you can see him, you know, someone who doesn't speak very good English, commanding everyone around, telling them where to go, what to do. And it's mainly the, like the, the key one I saw was from like a goal kick. And obviously we, like most teams now, we try to play out from the back. And so, you know, you'll see a lot of these short passes and then we run the pressure straight away. But he'll see, oh no, it's not a good idea to play play a short pass from here. So he'll order everyone up the pitch and get get the goalkeeper to send it forward. And it's just that knowledge, that awareness, that you know, reading of the game that is so important that he's brought brought in and just he's just calmed everyone down. I think it helps that you know you've got um Zuma playing alongside him, you've got Mendy behind him, they all French speakers, you know, sometimes you'll have Asbelaqueta next to him, who's a French speaker, Kante in front of him, yeah. who's, who's a French speaker. So he's got, you know, the, the language barrier isn't as bad when he's got all these players around him that can speak that language and, and can, you know, guide him as well in terms of what to say. And, Makes and him feel a bit like more homely as well. Yeah. 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 And it can help pass the message around the team, you know, if he's got a message to, to give off. Because, I mean, he was captain yesterday because uh, Jorginho didn't start, uh, Asbelaqueta didn't start. So, um, and he just he really screams captain material who just does everything we needed in that role yeah. um obviously the worry is going to be the fact that he's he's getting older now so how long can we rely on him to to be there obviously this season i think he's going to be he's going to be great the whole season but then next season or the season after we have to then start to think about what we can do to replace him which is going to be very very tough finding very someone tough. with that kind of leadership yeah um, you really and, need someone to lapse themselves onto Thiago Silva in that other centre-back position now and then grow with him. But that's kind of what I wanted to move on to. And I'll touch on it in a minute. I just want to touch on Sheffield United. You know, if you look at the, when they beat Chelsea 3-0 um, five months ago now, um, to, to today or yesterday's game, just looked really messy, um, nervous, fussy, kind of not speaking to one another. Um, look, Zietz's ball over to Chilwell when he scored was a nice goal, but as um, Jermaine Gina said, a match of the day, it just hit him, right? You know, Ramsdale just, just, just seemed to be talking to each other at all, no one. So um, that was a little bit of a shame to see and, and um, it would hopefully they can come together more as a team and start gelling as we, we hope Chelsea would do at the start of the season. And that's mm. kind of what wasn't happening for Sheffield. But as you just touched on, right? So we, you know, Chelsea need to start thinking about Thiago Silva and kind of moving on from him. Actually, probably starting now. Who from Chelsea really didn't kind of perform well? Zuma was okay, but maybe you know, if we didn't have someone as strong as Thiago Silva, do you reckon always oh, more of a stronger team? His kind of not playing as well might have shown itself. What do you think? What do you think? I'm just trying to think. I about- think. Um- yeah, I think Zoom, the thing with Zuma is it, sometimes it can look like he's not had a good game, even when he has. Um, yeah. I think because he's a little clumsy and, you know, when he jumps to win an aerial battle, he's got limbs flying everywhere. So <laughs> he gives away quite a few free kicks. When Like even in the midfield area, if the ball is played up by the goalkeeper, he'll come yeah. and claim that ball, but he'll probably give away a foul. It happens quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but he's, I think he frightens people, you know, when he's going for the ball in the air, he, he's, gives a bit of a scare to to the strikers and bar the first goal um uh, McGoldrick and uh, <laughs> Brewster they didn't have a sniff the whole game yeah. really like there was 
nothing that they I, mean, I think I saw that it was a stat after probably about 60 65 minutes that Brewster had had five touches of the ball until uh, the 65th minute he'd had five touches of the ball and bearing in mind the next one after him was like 17 I think touches so he really had no impact on the game and McGoldrick you know he, he got that goal but really what else did he do and I think yeah. Well, as I said, whilst Zuma may look a bit clumsy and stuff sometimes, they marshaled those two very well. And it's not often, even now in the Premier League, you don't come up against two strikers very often. So it's a different approach that you have to take defensively. Yeah. But yeah. they managed to handle it very well, as I said, other than that first goal. So yeah. I wouldn't say Zuma had a bad performance at all. He wasn't, you know, outstanding as he has been sometimes, but I think he was a very solid, you know, kind of average performance I'd say yeah yeah and okay so look we've touched on the game we've, we've touched on quite a few points um but for me kind of you know, that's another win for Chelsea uh yes Drew to United would have hoped maybe a bit more could come out of that one but you know you, referees against Chelsea and versus United we can talk about that for days. It's always been a bad read, right? And then referees United these days, or even just the VAR. So we could go on that for ages. So let's just move on from that one. But um, one point off the top of the table now, right? Um, yes, Liverpool got to play. Uh, so maybe that will extend. But, you know, in third, you know, when we made these predictions at the start of, at, at the, start of the um season you know I was like Shit, I should not have been for Chelsea to win the league <laughs> right <laughs> but uh, you, you know things have shored up settled up uh, the only thing I can say is we've got a Chelsea got a big squad um if injuries come that could be an issue but to me it's looking promising what do you reckon I I would agree yeah I think you know the season that we're having obviously is not just Chelsea but the whole of the Premier League it's a bizarre year you know it's not a usual season it's not the way things would usually go yeah. no one really got much of a pre-season no. massive fixture congestion you know it's, it's such a strange season and goals are being scored left right and center for everyone pretty much so I think on an average season you'd say uh, I think my prediction would have been fairly accurate with you know Liverpool and City leading the way again yeah we might have been able to just close the gap a little bit more now, I would say that actually it's going to be a lot closer. Um, yeah. I still think Liverpool are probably going to going to go ahead and win the league. I think they're, yeah, you know, they, they have one dodgy result, which was a bad day at the office, very yeah. bad day at the office for them. Um, but other than that, you know, they've, yeah, even in the games they haven't played well, they've still got through it and, and got the result they needed. Yeah, and they actually, I mean, as long as they don't, they're kind of at the point where they've got so many players out, right? At some point, their luck's got to turn, right? And at some point, others' luck has got to turn in the way that's gone for Liverpool. Um, yeah. Look, you laughed at me when I said Tottenham might win the FA Cup. I wanted to touch on this, right? Um, <laughs> but I, you have to admit, I know we hate it. They're looking good. I mean, consistency a little bit, but wow, I've been impressed. Yeah, no, they, they are looking good. Um, they're, you know, they're not a usual Jose Mourinho team where yeah. they defend very very solidly they obviously their their strengths have always been their attack um and i think jose's had to kind of adapt and and work with what he's got so i mean you know the their front three of um bale 
um, Kane and and Son is just, you know, it's up there with with Liverpool's front three yeah. and City's front three. You know, it's it's a very very strong front three. I think where I worry for them is is defensively, but yeah. Jose is a defensive minded manager. He will change the way that they defend and make it better. So they could be a very big threat. You know, I think obviously when we made our predictions, the window hadn't closed, so there was. You know they hadn't signed in bail yet. Um, yeah. they'd, I think they'd only signed Doherty. So yeah. um, I was looking at that, thinking, you know, they've not really improved on last year, and they had a really bad year last year. Um, I think where you'll see the challenge for Spurs is when they start getting injuries, or you know, um, some people coming down with with COVID. Maybe um, if they are having, you know, one of them front free, or especially Son or Kane if one of them is out for a significant period of time, that's where they started to struggle last year. And I think that would happen again. Um, I, I know they've brought in a, a backup striker, but, you know, he's not on the level of Kane, is he? Um, no. So I think that could you could see them easily start slipping down the table if, if you know, Kane is out for three or four weeks or if Son's out for three or four weeks. I think that's where you'll see them struggle. Yeah. If they can keep them both fit, then, you know, yeah, they could have a very, very strong season and you know and my heart might start to race a little bit but um yeah it, it, it depends I think with, as I said the the season is so strange you've got so much con- uh, congestion in the fixtures so you- if they can keep Son and Kane fit that would be quite a surprise yeah. um but if they do then then yeah they're, they're going to be a big threat yeah as you mentioned congestion um I'm just looking at Chelsea's fixtures here some hard games, but actually not the worst run in terms of tough games. But I mean, I think the congestion is something that's kind of looked at at me. So obviously you've got a, got a, a kind of couple of weeks break now with the uh, international break. So hopefully players can get a bit of a rest. But when that comes back, so Newcastle away, 21st of November, 24th of November, Rennes away, 29th of November, you've got five days until you're playing Tottenham at home. 2nd of December, so like three or four days later, Sevilla away. 5th of December, <laughs> Chelsea versus Leeds. Then the 8th of December, Chelsea versus Krasnodar. Then the 12th of December, Everton versus Chelsea. Then the 15th and then the 19th. It is, I know it's been like this, but it's, that is relentless, isn't it? So let's just hope Chelsea can stay fit. And um, yeah. we've got the thing is, it's the that. same for everyone, isn't it? You yeah. know, every team's got to face that kind of uh, fixtures. And it's it's going to be about rotation and that squad depth, especially for the teams in Europe, is going to be so important. Having players you can rely on that might have to sit on the bench some games. And yeah. I don't think any team is going to have, you know, their, their strongest starting eleven. You won't see that very often. Um, perhaps, yeah. you know, when you've got the, the games like today, you know, with uh, City-Liverpool, that's the kind of games where you're like, right, it doesn't matter who we're playing next. It doesn't matter who we've just played before we have to play the best team we possibly can. Yeah. And I think it's going to be like that. So, that, you know, the, the big, big games is when you'll see that's our strongest 11. But for, you know, the even the mid-tier kind of games or, or, you know, some of the slightly tougher games in the Champions League, even like that severe game, you know, you don't have to put out your strongest team because you know that if you get an injury, that's three or four weeks potentially that you've got when your key players out for and you just have to be careful with it. Um, and... As I said, it's going to be for the, especially for the teams in Europe. It's going to be such a, a tough season to to cram all these fixtures in. Um, it's all going to be about who can keep their top players uh, fit for longer, yeah. uh, which is, yeah, is I think strange. That, you, you raise a really good point there, right? You know, you look at as a Chelsea fan, you look at those fixtures and you get nervous, but you've got to remember that everyone's in the same boat. 
Yeah. Um, you just got to rely on the manager to know what he needs to do. Lampard knows he needs to rest players, right? He's why he's talking about resting the likes of Burnley, even though he's on a scoring run. You wouldn't normally want to be rested as a, as, or want to rest a striker like that, but it's important to do that because he's about playing a long game. So I think Lampard knows what he's doing. And um, at the moment, it's looking promising for, for Chelsea. So any anything else you wanted to pick out that I've not touched on or that we've not touched on? No, no. As I said, you know, the, the result yesterday was just very good, especially considering, you know, that's a team that, that absolutely slapped us silly at the back end of last season. Um, I think, you know, we're on such a good run at the moment. Things seem so positive and seem to be clicking now. Um the international break, I think, has come at the worst possible time for us. Uh, we're on a bit of a roll. Um, but no, I think, you know, if, if we can keep this up um, first game against Newcastle after the internationals, then, um, then yeah, we could be looking at a very good season. I think um, I think today's game is going to be massive to, you know, the what's going to happen this season. I think we'll see a bit more what uh, City are about because they've not had a great start. Yeah. Um, we'll see yeah. if Liverpool can, you know, maintain the, the fairly strong start they've had bar that one game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I think today will tell us a lot about you know that top two. Um, and hopefully, you know, if if that game can finish as a draw, then we'll be a, all that bit closer. And uh, and hopefully, we can actually make a challenge this season, which would be you know probably I'd say a one year ahead of schedule yeah. uh, for us to make a, a full on title challenge and feels like a long time since we've done that. I know it's only been probably three or four years since uh, since we last won the league, but it's felt like a long time since we've actually been pushing for that. So yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully, yeah, we can we can do that this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would close with the same. It, it all looks really positive for Chelsea. You know, we we can sometimes be over the top, like before the Liverpool game, we were like, oh yeah, Chelsea's going to play great. It's going to be lots of goals. But you know, it just looks like a great team at the moment. Lots of options. You know, there are players that are dropping off here and there. And Lampard's managing to pull in other great players. Every, Even with the, the slightest rotations, it still looks like such a great, strong and just energetic and lively and fresh team, which I really like to see. Um, everything seems really positive at the moment. It sounds like the, the, um, the dressing room is positive too. Let's hope that can stay that way in terms of, you know, if Chelsea go on a bit of a bad run or, bit of injuries but um, um really really exciting uh, to be a Chelsea fan at the moment and um, I'm hoping that's that's going to continue because it looks like the future's bright it certainly does yeah. future's blue <laughs> <laughs> well guys that's all for today we we won't do a preview of Newcastle game just yet because I know we've got the wonderful international break that everyone absolutely loves um, but we'll, we'll do that uh, in the coming uh, kind of weeks but please don't forget to like and subscribe and let us know what you think about this Chelsea uh, squad are we being too positive you know, is there something that's worrying you about the Chelsea squad do you really think that Werner needs to be played in the centre I know he's scoring a lot of goals at the moment but could Chelsea get more out of him and as, as Jamie picked up are we worried about Hudson the Doy would you, you love to see him get his opportunity or is that something you just need to pick his game up and fight for? Let us know. Don't forget to like, subscribe and comment and hit that bell notification to be notified of any future videos that do come. Peace out. Cheers guys.